You're listening to episode 263 of the Major Issues Podcast, and it's the last episode of the year. We're down to talk some of the best and worst things to come out of 2022. So join us as the Major Issues Podcast starts right now. Hello, everybody out there in comic book land. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason. That's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by ComicBookClick.com. Every single week, but this is the very last episode of the Major Issues Podcast for 2022. And as you know, on this very special show, I am never alone. I had to make sure... I had a very special guest here on this show. Sir, if you could please introduce yourself to the people. Yeah, I will if I can get my fucking microphone to work. There we go. <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> what is Wait. happening? I am Dave. Uh believe I was on your last episode of 2021. How quick a year come, comes and goes, bro? Bro, I'm telling you, years are starting to come, come and go quicker than I do. Oh dear! I feel like we've just <laughs> gonna be that from... kind of episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm down. I feel like we've just gone from catastrophe to holiday to catastrophe to holiday. We still got a, a, a holiday. I've like been doing that for a couple of years now, though. This has been the longest 2020 I've ever, I've ever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but Jeez, that's exactly. But yes. Um, that's exactly what we're going to get into today. We're going to get into the best and the worst of 2022. Ironically, uh, Dave's been on this podcast before last year, this year. Um, but we're, we've probably recorded the most (laughs) in general together in some way, shape or form in the year 2022. (laughs) Um, and a lot of this stuff we've, we've either spoken about on my show, on your show, or even just in messages between us, um, it's been a hell of a year to talk the good, the bad, and the indifferent. I want to get some of your opinions on this stuff um, that, you know, like, no more recency bias, you know, uh, with some of this stuff. It's been a while. You can sit on it, and I'd like to know uh, where, it, where it sits with you. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and backpedal. It's something I don't okay. do very often. I'm going to go ahead and backpedal on something I said on an episode last year, or maybe it was the start of it. Maybe it was the first episode of this year of things that were coming in 2022. Um, I was excited about a movie. I was so excited. <laughs> I was so fucking excited for it because the trailer, the trailer, I got to give it to him. It looked fucking good. The trailer looks so good. Yeah. And I was just, they, they, they sucker punched me. <laughs> they hit me with the one, two skidoo. They rope and doped me. They did it all. I was bamboozled, hoodwinked, and at the end left befuddled. Uh, what yeah. they did to me. And this movie is something like, I, I just, it, it, that was it for me. That was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. At that moment, after I saw that movie, I walked out, I decided that this is it. They get no more chances. <laughs> they get no more hope. Sony, you done fucked with me too much. <laughs> and at the start of this year, I said Morbius was going to be so fucking good. It was going to be right. great. It's going to put Sony back on the map. They've got a hand from Marvel saying, hey, we're going to help you out. Apparently, they said, fuck them. <laughs> well, I mean, what were the odds that Jared would be in two bad things, right? What were the odds they, that he would be in two bad comic book well, things? 
sure. The odds were in your favor, bro. I feel like he had a 50 50 shot to have one good thing. <laughs> That's all he had to do. <laughs> Couldn't do it. So, you know Mor- what's funny? Yeah. Like, I'm backpedaling because Morbius, like, I walked in, I was like, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's not going to be the greatest comic movie ever. It's not. Mm-hmm. I know this, but it's not going to be the worst. It's going to be like middle of the pack. It's going to be like Iron Man 3 level, in my opinion. It's going to be good. I'm going to yeah. enjoy it. It's going to have rewatch value. I have not fucking rewatched that goddamn movie since I left the theater. I was so fucking irate <laughs> at this fucking movie. I was so mad at Sony. I was mad at everybody. <laughs> Even the special effects guy. Because if you look at the end of No Way Home, Spider-Man uh-huh. No Way Home, when the multiverse rips open, you see how they did like the purple and all that stuff. And then you go and you watch Morbius. He couldn't even get that right. I was just, um, I it just was put fucking mind boggling. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're this good. There's topic. a lot of energy like, to it. More, more need, because... like, I, I could do a whole episode just on everything I hate about this fucking movie. And then a whole episode on how Sony can reboot Sony because Sony fucking sucks. Just do Spider-Verse. Like, don't do anything else. Don't just do, do anything else except the animated Spider-Verse movies. And you are, you have punched your golden ticket to the top. I part of me was trying to remember if Venom Two was this year. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute! Oh my God, was it? it? No, it wasn't. It was. Oh, not. thank you. See, see, thank you. Thank part you. of me was like, wait a minute, was Venom Two this year? No, this you're point, on. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have been surprised. You're 100 percent right on Morbius. Um, it's what I think of when I think of worst. I feel like it's pretty. It's pretty up there. Um, so many things wrong. I think first and foremost, it just feels like an older comic book movie. It feels like we've graduated past their level of storytelling in Morbius. Um, yes. The whole, you know, like uh, the the villain has the hero's powers but he's more selfish with it, so how's that going to work? I think at right. one point he did like a Hadouken with bats. At, at, yeah, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was that about? I saw that in the theaters. I'm like, what is he doing? This is not Dragon Ball Z. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, and yeah, Jerry Leto- was, you know what that final fight scene was? Mm. It was just a more CGI version of a Batman fight. Yeah. It was a fight in the fucking Batcave is what it was. <laughs> that was it. That was it. It was Blade versus Blade in the Batcave. One of the things I was talking about was, you know, if you think you've had kind of a rough 2022, just think of like Michael Keaton. Like, <laughs> oh, God. He, he went and did a, a cameo for this. He didn't look like he knew what he was talking about. I know. I don't know what his I don't means. think he knew what movie he was part of. No. I, at one point, he shows up at the end of Morbius, uh, fully masked. I don't think he's in the suit. I think he did that. Well, voice yeah, I think they did that phone. bullshit like they did in No Way Home where they did the, hey, yeah. take some voice notes and send them to me. Yeah, exactly. What it, he's like, I'm not, bro, I'm not going over there. <laughs> like, I'm not fine. flying over. I'm not flying across the country to say three lines to a guy who transforms to a vampire. He's like, I can't do it. I'm in a full bat suit. I'm doing Batgirl. That's definitely coming out. So don't even worry about yeah. it. <laughs> Sony and Warner Brothers, man, they're twins. Yo, he can't get right, my man. Uh, so yeah, uh, Morbius definitely something I think of when I think of one of the worst. I'm glad that you've opened up this wound. But what we're Yo, gonna try I would, to- I would look this. This is your last episode of the year, right? Last episode of the year. We're gonna kick it off with the bad and end on the positive and go into the next year. With the good vibes. I like that. I like that. So then, so, so then, I'm going to get the bad energy out first, and then we're going to yeah. end on good notes. 
So we'll, we'll, we can we can use our hammer to get old uh, Jared Leto off the cross because I think I need a big it's one for my man. Time? It's hammer time for Dwayne Johnson, baby. It's let's more of a this, time for let's, Jared let's, Leto. Let's rip this bandaid off right now. Could not stand Black Adam. Could not I'm stand I'm so Black glad Adam. you said it because that was my next one. <laughs> Black Adam. Because Dwayne, for 10 fucking years, you were hyping this movie. You were hyping the fuck out of this movie. 15. 15? 15 years. Oh, yep. boy. And here the fuck we are. Yep. What a snooze fest that was. And way to control. really dick over Henry Cavill, you son of a bitch. <laughs> He's you like the nicest man in bitch. the world. He's like the like, nicest man in the world, and he still found the one way to the, get him on one of the most that wholesome dudes. One of the jacked as fuck. He is good looking, clean cut, awesome, wholesome, great actor. I mean, one of my favorite roles from him is in Mission Impossible 6. He's oh, fucking yeah. He cocks his hands. <laughs> the only dude I know that can make cocking your arms look good. He looks badass. Like, yeah. You took that guy who we love as Superman, you took him. And you said, this is his return. Yeah. And then you walked into James Gunn's office and said, fuck your couch. And he said, no, you're good. Yeah, you can. And you can shit can the whole goddamn thing to include Henry. So you fucked everybody over. Basically. And it's been now it's come out that they now I got was, a headache. <laughs> it's come out that he was actually offered a, a cameo in Shazam. And supposedly he turned it down. Who, uh, who turned what down? Dwayne Johnson turned down a sham a cameo in Shazam 2. Okay, so the guy who played a character that is based on Shazam's <laughs> comic. Did he read a single fucking comic? He had 15 years. Yeah, it ain't like he was busy. By the way, I went back in 2014. He also made a tweet, uh, like speculating that had people thinking that he might be playing John Stewart <laughs> at one point. And the hashtag was something like Green Lantern can beat Superman or something. <laughs> and oh. I'm just like, I'm just no. like, you're not Wayne. You're what not the paying fuck attention. What are you doing? <laughs> you're not paying attention. Your role, your job is not to fight Superman. <laughs> it's okay. never to fight Superman. And honestly, and honestly, like, does he even know who Shazam is? Because it's I don't think Black so. Adam is literally, literally only, only, yeah, the opposite <laughs> of Shazam. You know what's even cooler? It's the same fucking suit, just different colors. The exact yeah. same fucking... The big lightning bolt. They say the same thing... 100%. ...to yep. go from powered to powerless. What? Yeah. He has to say Shazam, and he didn't want to... Uh, so... Make it, George, <laughs> make it make sense. I can't make it make sense, but I can make it... Um, I can make what I've been trying to say for a while make sense for those people out there who are wrestling fans. In my opinion, um, I, there's a match I always think about. It's a match between, uh, you know, ring veteran Razor Ramon and the one, two, three kid, right? Uh, who gets called the one, two, three kid because he's a, he's like 200 pounds lighter than Razor Ramon. He's like two feet shorter than Razor Ramon. And Razor Ramon is just sitting there playing around with this kid. And all of a sudden, through no fault of his own, or maybe through, due to some arrogance, one, two, three kid gets the pin on Razor Ramon. And all of a sudden, X-Pac is made. You know, uh, Six-Pac, Lightning King, whatever you want to call him. He's made in that moment. Because Ramon knew that his character was so strong that he could take a loss and make somebody in that loss. 
this was Dwayne Johnson's opportunity to make Shazam a household name. By being the villain in Shazam and agreeing to not go anywhere else but Shazam. So he makes Shazam priority. He makes Shazam A-list. He says, I'm not doing nothing but Shazam. So screw ya and all the rest of this universe. We're about to make our movies popping. But instead... I bet you, I bet you, <laughs> if he had done that, Shazam would be the top franchise in, the, in Warner Brothers right now. And Black Adam would be a top household name. Right away, because everybody loves Shazam. There was nothing bad to say about Shazam unless you're one of those fuckers who's like, oh, it was too kid-friendly. Dude, he had fucking monsters eating people in the boardroom. <laughs> oh, my, bro. My heart dropped when he, gra when that he grabbed the guy and threw him out the window. Yeah, he threw I him said, out the window. Like, it was excellent. Yeah, holy hell. That, yeah, man, movie, like I enjoy that movie, I've seen like nine times. That movie's got rewatch value. If Black Adam shows up, at, like, let's say Black Adam shows up at the end of the next Shazam movie. That has rewatch value. That sets up for the third movie in the trilogy. I'm excited. Yeah. And maybe they have a two-parter because Black Adam is a formidable villain. Maybe. Like, the whole uh, thing. Waller they, could have been like, yo, not for nothing, but there's some kid running around recklessly with the same powers that you got. Yeah. You understand? Who, we don't know who he is. He's not answering to any authority. We may need you to handle some business because people are going to think it's you because it's the guy with the glowing lightning bolt on his chest walking around. Right. Doing like, some stuff. And then Black Adam's like, all they right, gonna, boom. Here's, like, they're going to think it's you, but it's a fucking white guy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And your it's big like milk opposite. dud head. It is literally <laughs> opposite. Your big ass milk dud head. <laughs> and, and this is... <laughs> you wasted Pierce Brosnan. Right. Such an excellent character. Dr. He could Fate make 15 films, bro. You know what I fucking need? I need a Dr. Fate and Hawkman HBO series. Yeah, I'll That's just what Hodge, I need. I'll just Hodge really killed that as well. I, I they were both so good. If they I took away that. everything else to include fucking Dwayne mm -hmm. and just made a movie about them going on missions, oh, God, that's a fucking blockbuster. <laughs> that's it. I'd go see it. Like, I would, I would just Hodge. So th that's, the su that's such a weird thing about this. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, felt like he did everything he could to make Black Adam look cool. But I left there going, wow, Hawkman is cool. <laughs> some yeah, I was like, man, Dr. Cool. Fate was dope as fuck. Yeah, some people were effortless. I did not give a shit about the title character. But he had to put everything on himself. And again, if you know how big of a star you are, you should spread that wealth. Because you can ultimately make new that stars. That stupid fucking kid. Yeah, oh my god. I you know, fuck. I, I just get the fuck out of here. All that kept reminding me of it. I've said it a million times. Ready to rumble. A die upside <laughs> down is a pussy. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was right to get a bunch of humbled actors in the beginning of the MCU, like drug-addled R. Yeah, yeah drug-addled Robert Downey um, Jr. Not another team movie. Hemsworth. Not another team movie. Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah, know? like all these guys. They were like making B-list movies, or they were washed up and washed out. And Marvel gave him a chance, and now look at us. We've got 25 fucking movies now, and we're yeah. on we're entering phase five. And, and we, you, like I say yeah. we because you know what? I'm part of the Marvel family. I yeah, am right. And it, it's just we've gotten some of the greatest actors. We've gotten redemption actors come in. Like yeah. they've they've gotten their redemption from their past sins. Like Warner Brothers, y'all fucking dumb. <laughs> yes. 
I hope this isn't a kid friendly episode because I'm really no. messing that up. No, 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 it's the last one of the of the year. <laughs> so, oh, all bets so are off. All bets are off. Um, yeah. So that's my big beef, and and Ooh. seemingly off of the back of this film, everything else in DC went to went to crap. So <laughs> I just think this that's is the funny. last episode of the year. We're yes. in the end game now. We're literally in the end game now. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Um, so I'm looking through this list right now. I don't have much else in the bad. Something in the middle, I'll ask after some time has passed. Something that I see that people are throwing onto the onto the fire. It's been about six months. How do you still feel about Thor Love and Thunder? I enjoyed it. Uh there was a lot of things that that allow me to be okay rewatching it. It, is it the best Marvel movie I've ever seen? Fuck no. Fuck no. Right. No. Right. But it's middle of the pack. It's better yeah. than Thor 1, in my opinion. I I think I can agree with that. Thor 1 has Thor- some has some diamond tier moments. But yes. then there's some stuff on the base level It's just level so cringy bottom. and just like, yeah. why did you do this? Yeah, because I think the scene of Anthony Hopkins yelling at him is amazing. Oh, it's beautiful. God, it's perfect. Like, you have no honor. <laughs> he just talk- you are unworthy. <laughs> it was like, like damn. damn. Kind of <laughs> felt like that when I ran up the cell phone bill in high school. <laughs> and, and oh, and when I think there's a scene when like, Loki yells at Odin, and Odin just like fakes a heart attack and goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Odin's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and Loki's like, what? Bro, I'm yelling like from Sanford and said, this is the big one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, uh, Thor, Thor 2. It, it, the the reason they made the film pisses me off more than the movie movie itself. They made that movie just to introduce the ether or the reality stone. That's it. Oh yeah, that kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Without the reality stone in that movie, what do we have? We got nothing. That's a we waste of Christopher Eccleston. Hmm. Christopher Eccleston, who played um, Malekith in that, is a tremendous actor. He's done Doctor Who. He's done The Leftovers. He did nothing in this because they gave they made him speak some like elvish language and they yeah, put a bunch like, of fucking <laughs> now, now don't get me wrong, I would have loved to have seen him like I would have loved to have seen a movie against the Dark Elves without the reality stone being a factor. Yes. But that was the whole purpose of the Dark Elves was to grab the reality stone, the ether. Yeah. Yeah. So it I get it, but at the same time, they fucked it up. Yeah. It was yeah. not good. There were some good fight scenes, some good moments, but same thing. Yeah. The, the only rewatch value I have for it is to get all of the MCU story when I do a full rewatch. It does feel like they did a lot of the same tropes in the first one, in the second one again, like yeah. to the point that Darcy is the funny sidekick for uh, Natalie Portman's character Jane, but then in part two she gets her own funny mm-hmm. sidekick, that weird intern guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so we're just doing. You're doing yeah, that again. It's, it's the same thing, diff- but different. So the Thor Love and Thunder thing, I feel like they kind of yada yada that beginning way too much. I think they, they kind of yeah. just kind of went past all. Because I really wanted to see a little bit of substantial stuff between him and the Guardians. And something right. almost makes me feel like they filmed it, but then they somewhere in the grand. Oh, I guarantee you they oh, filmed you know? it. But here's the other thing. We might see clips of it in Guardians 3. That's true. Because anything involving the Guardians, you know James Gunn's got his hand in. So right. he probably used a little bit so that way they could get Thor 4 off the ground. And then he's got the rest of it for Guardians 3. Now, with that said, Thor 4 is probably... 
So I, if I'm ranking all the Thor movies, it's Ragnarok, mm-hmm. Love and Thunder, Dark World, Thor 1. Okay. Um, but Thor 2 and Thor 4 are very close. Yeah. Ragnarok, I could go out there and watch it right now. Don't need the full story. I've got everything I need right here. No, Thor, I four, think it's a perfect mix of, of, of yeah, everything yeah, that they Thor, were doing before. Thor 4, I would rewatch. Uh, I will rewatch. I have rewatched. I- I'll rewatch it just, you know, because I enjoyed the movie itself just for what it was. It was a restart of Thor. He has no path. He doesn't know what he's going to do next. And, you know, there were some moments where it's like, okay, you got to stop. You got <laughs> to be serious here. This is serious shit. Now, don't right. Christian Bale. Oh, he was fucking great. Yeah. I wish he had a little bit more to work with. Yes. You could tell they put some stuff on the cutting room floor with him. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was... I thought, yeah, to um, to include his fucking tentacles where he was looking like Davy Jones. Yeah, which they've shown like a version of somebody that looks like Gore in that werewolf by night. Like in the background. He has the whole... Oh, yeah, yeah. And everything. So I'm like, uh, so can we do this? Or are we just saying we're not going <laughs> to yeah, do like, this? Yeah, what, what, what like, what are we doing here? Um... I did not. I was I was very much anticipating a very different ending as the movie was progressing. Okay. Um, and then the ending we got, just like ah, oh, this is not what I was looking forward to. And now the- I agree. I agree. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I like the idea. Now Thor has purpose. He's got this kid. Yada yada. But I thought he was going to save Natalie Portman. You know what's weird? I thought I liked it less when I realized it was his real kid. <laughs> is that bad oh, of me? kid? Yeah, is that mean of me? It's really Chris Hemsworth's daughter. Oh, that pisses me off even more. I, that's kind of why I'm at because it almost felt like they just did it for him, not even for the character. They did it for oh, Chris Hemsworth. So it's like, uh, yeah, I guess, sure, fine. Now, you know? Russell Crowe is Zeus. I like the <laughs> idea behind it, but it was a horrible execution. What did that accent? What was that accent? It was so awful. Really, but you know really Russell Crowe's at that point in his career. He's at that point in his career where he's like, I could just show up, do whatever the fuck I want, get paid, go home. Like he doesn't give a shit. Too much Korg, not enough Valkyrie. Yes. Way too much Korg. Love Korg. Love the character. Perfect amount of both in Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Perfect amount. Um in Thor 4, Korg, it was too much. It was way too much. Yeah. Um, now the post credit scene, I very much enjoyed just because I'm a huge fan of Brett Goldstein. He's the actor who has been tagged to play Hercules. Yes. So when he shows up, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm a Ted Lasso fan. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Roy Kent, my favorite character in that show, played by Brett Goldstein. The second he pops up as Hercules, I look, he's got the Roy Kent look. And when you watch the show, you'll see it. And you'll be like, oh, that's him. That's Hercules. Fucking loved it. Perfect casting, in my opinion. Could beef up a little bit more, but I think it's going to be great because he can play an asshole very well. He can play a good guy very well. It's going to be great. And not for nothing, I thought that the other post credit scene was kind of sweet with her and Heimdall in Asgard. Valhalla, I will say I mean. this. I want to see Valhalla. I need to yeah. see it. And speaking of Heimdall, his kid. Excellent. Excellent. Axel? Uh, yeah, Axel. Perfect. Perfect character for the movie. Perfect casting it was great the whole way through they they 
they kind of made a joke out of my lady Sif, though. They kind of, they kind of. <laughs> Yo, I was so mad about that. <laughs> they kind of played Sif a little bit. I was like, wow, huh? All right, well, guess you can't win. I will all. say this: that he said he did, he did make me laugh when he said, "Oh, well, your arm will rest in Valhalla." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that that, was, that got me laughing. That was pretty but funny. The rest, of, I was still mad about the lady Sif situation. <laughs> and I and I will also blame Anthony Hopkins for not being in this movie because he lost me a bet. And that goes. <laughs> that oh, goes. We, no, because we made that bet and we both lost. So we oh, because it was himself. his back. Yeah, it was his back. Anthony Hopkins back. Um, so now I'll just go on things that I think I genuinely liked. If you have the negative parts about them that you'd like to express, you can. But um, oh, let's will. start. Let's start in, in chronological order. This one will be pretty fast. Superman and Lois season two dropped in January of uh, 2022. I don't know if you've seen it. Never seen um, an episode. I haven't watched I, any of the DC shows except for Peacemaker. I really, really like Superman and Lois. I think it's it's my favorite version of Superman currently. But good things. Yeah, I really, really liked it um, to the point that I was doing an episode by episode reaction for both seasons. They're on YouTube through Comic Book Click right now. Um, I stopped because apparently one of the sons, there's a bit of news that happened this year, uh, is being recasted and he, he's leaving the show and he's being recasted. Very strange. Um, and no, what and did he, he do? <laughs> he has not come out and said anything about anything. Now the scuttlebutt between comic fans, because a big thing that happened this year was, um, in comics, the character of Jonathan Kent was um he came out as bisexual right in comics so the scuttlebutt wait his dad know, in the thing uh uh no no um his son no jonathan kent his, superman's dad yeah but he also named his son john oh oh okay yeah, he, okay. Named, he named his son john as well i guess i gotta watch the show to know what you're talking about no well in the comics he has a, a little boy he has a little boy named john he hangs out oh, okay. with uh bruce's with bruce's son damien oh and perfect. and yeah, they're they're the super sons, and they're super cool together. But then somewhere in the comic, bro, it, this is very frustrating. But somewhere in the comic, um, Jor-El comes back. He just shows back up, and he takes the kid. He's like, "I'm just gonna take him around the galaxy for a bit." And when he comes back, the kid is like ten years older. So he missed his entire adolescence. What the and, fuck? And he just becomes like a like a early adult Superman to the point that Damien's like, "Yo, bro, what the fuck?" Like, yes, I think Damien's like, "Yo, I thought we were like." We were like teenage friends and shit. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, things happen, things change or whatever. So people started to wonder whether or not they were going to write that into the show and whether or not he uh, was against any of that and thus chose to leave. All of this is unsubstanti- uh, well, uh, unsubstantiated rumors, but it's the one that makes me laugh the most. The idea that they were like, okay, so next season you're bye. And he's like, I am, yeah, goodbye. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> um, so yeah, it hurts a little bit, but... There's some really, really, really. I teared up watching this show, bro. That's that's my recommendation. That's that's my. You know, that's a good show when it really gets your emotions going. Yeah, I teared up, and I don't usually tear up for like um, uh, super superhero stuff, but this is very family family oriented, um, and seeing Superman not being able to solve something um, is how most people should see him, so he doesn't seem like this all encompassing, you know, omnipotent god and stuff. It's like he still has to make his wife happy. He still has to make right. the kids happy, etc. and so forth. Um, sometimes you want to 
We want to be upset about the bad things in life. But then sometimes there's just something in the way, bro. And on March 4th, there was definitely something in the way. One of the best things to happen in 2022, the release of Matt Reeves' The Batman. I am going to be completely honest with you, and I've been honest on, on Partman of Nerds podcast. I've been honest in casual conversation about this movie. Ben Affleck is my Batman. He, he is my Batman. Uh, he was a great casting choice. Um, everything with Warner Brothers fucked that up. So shocker there. He's probably not going to be back anymore. Uh, but Robert Pattinson did a fucking phenomenal job. He did such a good job. And the Batman is the best live action Batman I have ever seen. That is huge. Um, is, I, 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 it was just... one of my top five movies of the year. It is def. It was definitely a moment. Now, um, I like. I had my reservations because we were going back to the world with Batman again, and I had no reservations with um, Pattinson. Like he gave me no reason to doubt him ever since Ledger. Like I don't really cast yeah, judgment. We judged for Ledger, and then he gave the performance of the fucking decade. Yeah, like it was so great. I think and the so one thing. That would have made this damn near perfect for me if if they would have just had some restraint. <laughs> yeah, no Joker, no Joker, just no Joker, just no Joker. I thought I thought Kravitz killed it as Catwoman. Uh, Paul Dano was, was incredibly great. creepy. Colin Farrell, bro, Colin Farrell yeah. as a penguin is one of the funniest. Didn't even know it was him. Seen. Didn't even know it was him. I looked, and there was only one moment where I actually could tell it was him, and that was during my favorite scene, the car chase. Where he's looking in the mirror and you just see a glimpse and you're like, oh shit, that's Colin Farrell. You couldn't <laughs> tell by his voice. You couldn't tell by the makeup. It was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And his whole like rock. And he, he would go thing. to Starbucks dressed as a penguin. Nobody knew it was him. It's probably too much to take all that shit off in between. Takes. 100%. Like, no, hell no. I'm not getting in and just go get coffee. He's supposed to still be getting a show. We'll see how any of that works into the oh, grand scheme I hope of things. So. I hope so. Because so much has been changed and flipped hey, around when I'm it comes to that show. Hey, oh, hey, Ratalada. Hey, he world's greatest so detective. <laughs> he's so fucking good. So fucking good. It three-hour-long movie still has so much rewatch value. They almost killed Andy Serkis in that. Did they really? <laughs> oh, the character. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, did they really? No, not Andy. Not a boy, Andy. Uh, later on down that, uh, next up, March 30th, Moon Knight. I love Excellent. Moon Knight. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I love it's I still so think good. about Moon Knight today. Like, <laughs> randomly, right. things will cross my mind, and I'm like, yeah, Moon Knight, man. You ever, like, you ever sit there, and you're like, I want to do, a, I, I want to rewatch Moon Knight, but then you get in that mode, like, I, I want to rewatch all the MCU just so I can get back to Moon Knight? Yes, yeah. Like, I want to rewatch everything just so I can get excited. Like, I'm excited to watch this again. And then you start watching, and you're like, fuck this. I'm just going to go watch Moon Knight. I don't care, right, I don't right, care yes, about anything yes, else. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> And, you know, just the use of, like, man without love, the use of um, oh, flashing God. in and out between the uh, personalities, Kanchu as a character, how they were able to depict him and all that, like, bonkers, so out of this good. world kind of stuff. Um, the storytelling it, was phenomenal. It's definitely what I'm thinking of. Like, this, that to me feels like the level of comic books we should be at. Yes, because we've we've now all the casuals are past the normal stuff. We always want to normalize it because we're like, if we make it too crazy, they won't get it. 
We, we've done that enough. 20 yeah, years done. of that. We're good. Everyone, everyone's, everyone's figured it out. Now it's time to do the, just the balls to the wall crazy stuff. The hippo gods, the <laughs> crocodiles fighting chickens in, in, in 70 feet tall in, in Egypt. Yep. All of that. All of that. Um, and then Oscar Isaac talk, speaks Spanish at the end. <laughs> that was pretty good. Loving my boy Jake Lockley. Uh, so, yeah, man. They got to do a season two. I've heard rumors of a season two. Oh, they, yeah, no, they they literally took a picture of them in Egypt and they're filming it. I hope I hope if it's not a season two because you know how they are with. Yeah, I hope, I hope a movie ends up going to Egypt and he's just there. <laughs> I honestly, I'm excited because they. I mean, Moon Knight will be back. He has to be back. Yeah, he does. I mean, they set up Jake Lockley at the very end, and it's he's got to come back. If he doesn't come back, I'm gonna be really fucking sad because that was a hit. And I would, I would, I would like to pick a couple things that I'd take off the shelf so we can make room for more Moon Knight. Yes, yeah, totally. And again, like with almost everybody else and everything else, I felt like I knew the story. And even with this, I had background on the character, but I'd never been so romanced that I'm just like, go where you want to go. You know what I'm saying? Like right. wherever we go, wherever we land, some of this I'm other here. stuff. I'm like, I'm like, oh, right, I like far, it. Wherever you, you are. are. Yeah. Some of his other stuff, I'm like, let's get to it. Like, I know you have it, so let's kind of just yeah. let's, let's get there. But this, I was like, where? I don't care. Where are we at? We're in Egypt now. All right, cool. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. Um, Arthur Harrow, uh, uh, our boy. Why am I spacing? Um, Ethan Hawke. Oh, dude, Ethan Hawke was so good. Yeah, with the glass he, shoes. He, I, I've noticed something about him. He is so good in a lot of what he does and he is very very underrated he's reached a level of confidence as an actor where he doesn't feel like he has to yell about how good he is in things nor does he have to be the only person starring to to take a scene um we're gonna discuss this tomorrow he's in uh glass onion for like 30 seconds Ethan Hawk? <laughs> yeah He's the person who shoots the thing in their mouths. Oh shit! That's right. Yeah, he no, he was. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Because he doesn't care. He he knows who he is. He goes in there confidently. You recognize him. He, you know, he, he um. It's not about ego anymore for him. He seems to just really know how to make whatever role he's given, big or little, stand out. You know. So I'm just happy for him in general. Um. Boo, 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 boo. So we had Moon Knight in. In March, we already talked about Morbius. April first, they—that's how they got us all. We were all fooled by Morbius. On May, terrible. On May sixth, Multiverse of Madness. I'll let you take this one first. Okay, Multiverse of Madness to me felt like the TV movie sequel of WandaVision with a little bit of Doctor Strange in it, and I almost feel like it served too many masters. For it to automatically be one of my favorites, but there were several moments in the movie that I did find myself incredibly uh, excited or enjoying how far they allowed things to go with certain um, characters, with certain storylines and stuff. It felt a bit, a little bit unfocused, um, but I wonder if that's just the schedule changes and all that stuff. Because I know they had all this stuff lined up to come out at a certain time. And once COVID happened, we all kind of got jacked. So um, it, So what it, I, I heard was this was supposed to precede No Way Home. Okay. And No Way Home was supposed to come after because at that point he knew enough about the multiverse 
to basically set up everything in No Way Home. That's um, but it ended up coming out after, so they had to do a lot of rewrites and reshoots and things like that. Um, so that explains the lack of focus. Mm-hmm. Overall, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen did so fucking good. She was yeah. so good. Um, Benedict uh, Benadryl uh, Cucumbers was just... <laughs> I mean, he's always fucking good. Yeah. He is always good as Doctor Strange. I think they nailed it with that casting. Uh, the movie itself, I very much enjoyed it. We got to see various, uh, various variants of Doctor Strange. Yeah. We got the Illuminati with, with some of our favorite castings that we want. Um, but I was still, I'm still like a bit upset that that's all we're going to get, um, for, you know, especially John Krasinski is, uh, Reed Richards. I I want more of that. Yeah. I, I, they could have done a little bit more with this movie, but I will say this Sam Raimi directing it was, was a good call. He, um, he hit us with a bunch of jump scares, the horror aspect, bringing that in. It, It was really well done. Um, I'm not, it's not a perfect movie. But it was it was very well done and very rewatchable. And I'd say it's probably in my higher part of my middle of the pack for the year. Okay. It's always weird with that stuff. It's always weird because I don't think I think it's hard to do good action in a Doctor Strange anything. Well, yeah, Um, because all of it's gonna be CGI because all all the the magic. Yeah, we're just throwing things at each other. And this one they had that creative music scene. Where yes. the Doctor Strange were throwing music yeah, at each that, other. That was I, if, when that started. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Here? But <laughs> then it turned out to be one of the best scenes in the movie. Very Sam Raimi. Very yes. Sam Raimi. Yes. Like uh, America Chavez. And everybody was talking like Sam Raimi's directing this. Is Bruce Campbell coming? Everybody yeah. was wondering about him. And then, sure as shit, there he is. The Pizza Papa. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie though; those pizza balls look fucking good. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, I, I really like Multiverse of Madness. Um, we kind of got screwed because they had been doing, we had been doing speculation for about six months prior to that film oh coming out. The expectations were incredibly high for it, but I still think, like, ultimately, even though, uh, you know, we talked a lot about the cameos, I was incredibly invested in their commitment of making Wanda a bad person. That's, even before the movie came out, I remember telling you, bro, they're going to make, like, one of the Wanda's bad, and they're going to make one of the Wanda's good so that we get to keep the good Wanda and the bad Wanda can do whatever she wants. And no, ultimately, it was always our Wanda who was doing the the bad. Um, she's quote-unquote dead, which, I mean, come on. You know you know how that goes. Um, and they've already so, announced the Scarlet Witch movie, so we know she's not fucking dead. We know she's coming back. Yeah, and uh, very, very weird if she doesn't come back, but Agatha's getting a whole show. Like, what's that about? <laughs> Don't understand what that's about. I'm very curious about that, uh, especially since my my, my homegirl Aubrey Plaza is going to be in it. Mm. Yeah, man, fine, like a good wine. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait. I can't wait. But and I'm going to watch it. I'm very skeptical though because Agatha doesn't need a show unless this is just preceding the events of WandaVision. What are they? I feel like they're hiding something. They're hiding yeah. something in this because I don't think Agatha alone on a marquee sells. So what what trailer drop are they gonna you know do where they they you know because and another thing is from where we started, um, she doesn't know who she is. Agatha doesn't know who she is. Yeah, Agatha thinks At she's the, the next division. She hasn't got a fucking clue what's going on, left, right, or up and down. So we go from there to a coven of chaos. 
So maybe it is going to precede one division. It'll be very interesting to see. Maybe some of her students come looking for her in Westview. They're like, well, she said we're going to go to Westview for a bit. <laughs> Let's go check out what she's up to. Uh, yeah, so that was the Multiverse of Madness. In, on June 3rd, we saw people become monsters to fight monsters themselves when the boys returned for season three. And Butcher learned that he could be a soup and all that might come with it. The best thing about the boys season three for me, Soldier Boy, man. <laughs> Freaking Soldier, Soldier Boy. Boy. Is, <laughs> Soldier Boy is John Walker. Uncensored. Yeah. He is John Walker uncensored. John Walker and the, and the Marlboro man. <laughs> Dude, I'm fucking telling you. It, he was it, Jensen Eccles was fucking excellent. So good. So good. Yeah. I I know we're gonna see him again because they just froze him. Right. But he was so good. And he was such a great character in the show. And it was just the boys just gets better and better. Yeah. I I I this was the best season out of the three. Um, I mean, obviously, the first one was great because it was new, it was fresh. Uh, season two was great. It just get, they pushed the boundary even further each time, and I just I can't get enough. Yeah, and like this is the season people started to say it was getting political, but I'm like, I think you guys missed all you, the you other seasons, all of season one, all of season two. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been political the whole fucking time. Right, and you know it, it. It makes fun of every side of the political spectrum, which is hilarious. Um, Homelander is still as unhinged as he's ever been. He's still killing oh, it as a villain. Um, all the A Train stuff is still hilarious. All the deep stuff, still, still hilarious. Hero gasm, uh, you know, like hero gasm was a bit tamer than I than I thought it was going to be. But we had already seen so much in the boys that it's really hard to top the things we have seen on screen. Um, but yeah, man, I did. I just think bringing in Soldier Boy, some of those line readings that he gave, you know, the whole "you're fucking pathetic," like all that, all that <laughs> shit. Uh, uh, you know, I used to drink with Cosby back in the day. Where's he at? <laughs> he wants to go drink with Cosby. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> He's like, when did the Afghans become the enemy? <laughs> so whatever. He's, He's sleeping sleep with old ladies too. It was, oh, it was actually. Oh, uh, that's all he wanted. <laughs> it's old women. That's it. Yeah, and the show's kind of put a line in the sand that seven are seemingly all done. We have now Ryan be willingly going with Homelander. Who knows what the hell that's going to, what kind of bright burn situation that's going to turn out as. Um, and we saw Homelander's base cheer as he murdered somebody in the middle right of the street. The streets. So, uh, yeah, get ready for the extreme that will be uh, that. that going to be something else. Season four is going to be a lot. Another show that managed to get through some hurdles and go through its third season, Umbrella Academy. I have not watched it yet. Pretty, pretty good show. I will keep things uh, pretty light as far as spoilers are concerned. They're still trying to stop the apocalypse every season. That's a bit of the, <laughs> of the trope is that something happens and they're at the brink of the apocalypse and have to try to stop it. Um, the biggest thing in Umbrella Academy season three was they had to address the Elliot Page of it all. And um, they found a way to do it that felt wholesome um, and all kind of meshed. It didn't feel like they had to throw out the entire script and rewrite it. Um, 
it it all sort of fit. And Umbrella Academy to me is always just a good time. So if you have time, I've go heard, out and I've check heard really out. good things, and it's been on my list to watch. I just I haven't gotten around to it because I was forced to watch uh, another show, which I don't know if it's on your list because I don't know if it came out this year, season four of Stranger Things. It didn't. Uh, that was this year, I want to say. I don't have it on the old list, but I think season four is on. on is, I was was this. on the, I thought it would be on the list because I thought it would. Yeah, be. July, May to July of this year. Okay, so we haven't we haven't really gotten there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no you could talk about it because I haven't seen it. Uh, I to me, season three of Stranger Things was the best one because we got we got Hawaii Five O version of uh, old Daddy Hopper. <laughs> Uh, David Harbour, that's my boy. Like he is, he's rocking around in season three with a big old thick mustache. Where rocking a Hawaiian shirt with his jeans. Oh, he's excellent. Season four, I very much enjoyed it. Um, the episodes felt like movies because they were, you know, hour plus, almost two hours long. Very long stuff. Very long um, stuff. But it was it's good show, great show. I enjoyed it. I'm excited for season five. Um, I think which is the five, final. I think so. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I think I think Mike is a little bitch. <laughs> you like that bowl cut, bro? No, dude. And I think <laughs> Will is he just needs to fucking grow up and get over it. Get over it, Will. We get, get it, bro. Possessed you too many times. Upside down. You'll be <laughs> all right. Yeah, that big ass worm in you. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I was there for that. <laughs> um. What did you think of Miss Marvel? Now that everything's said and done. Well, it was it was an enjoyable show. It's not on my list of things I need to go out and rewatch now, except for maybe the finale, just because the finale that was to me was was the best episode of all of it. Yeah. Um it, it though I did learn a few things that I was unaware of in history because they definitely dove into history with this one. Yeah. Um, but overall it was a good wholesome show. The dad was the dad was the best until we found out he was a fucking dirtbag. Yeah, yeah, that that's come out recently that the dad might have done some inappropriate or sent some inappropriate stuff to young women. So that's not yeah. great. Uh, but on the show, I, he was cool. Uh, yeah. He was everything you thought a TV dad would be. Uh, dressed up and painted his whole body like the Hulk. It was it was it was wholesome. Um, not my cup of tea. I'm more of a fan of the stuff that we saw in Moon Knight. You know, I want the action. I want the the dramatics. I want the 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 mystical bullshit. And, yeah. You know, this was just a show about a kid who came in came in contact with something for powers, and you know, it just it unfolded in a very underwhelming way. But the fi- the finale really really sucked me in. Like I I very much enjoyed the finale. Yeah. Um. I wasn't a big fan of the villains presented in that, the clandestine. I don't think that they, they were too com- too compelling. Um, I get that perhaps they went that route to so that they could tell the story of, um, you know, the partition and stuff, which is incredible, incredibly important historical events that they would want to help color um, Kamala's background with her parents and stuff. What I will say is, for not being in anything Marvel ever, I really like Amon Valani. I really think that she did a great job oh, she, as she Kamala and and as Miss Marvel. Yeah. Um, and the the moments that they did want to be 
um, wholesome between her and her father and her and her mother. I thought they did those very, very well. There's a there's a scene where the mother is um, bandaging her and talking about how hard it is to come over as an immigrant where you don't know the language, you don't know anyone, and you have to kind of try to make it work. Um, and how miserable it was for her until she found her semblance of family and all that. Completely shocked by the mutant mention at the end, yeah. you know, with the music. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? We doing that in here? Of all places, um, and the, oh no, I was I, gonna say, and, and the Brie Larson of it all. I did I, not know she was gonna be I was in, gonna bring in up the, too. I, I am not a Brie Larson fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they could have cast somebody else as Captain Marvel. I'm just not a Brie Larson fan. Just, yeah. just I don't like her as a human being. Right. Um, and I have my reasons, and I'm not gonna talk about it. So if you're watching, listening, I don't care. <laughs> I, got, I got my reasons. Mind your business. My man's got his reasons. Um, bringing her in makes sense because it sets up for the Marvels, Captain Marvel 2. Um, I have the uh, live feed up on on my other screen and just, you know, reading the comments. As anything, they bad about, anything bad about Brie Larson? <laughs> uh, j- yeah, just nothing about Brie Larson. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I, but to that comment, uh, the last part, it, I mean, it sets up perfectly for the Marvels. Yeah. Um, because that is what this, that movie's about. This was a prequel to the Marvels. And this was to get, you know, Kamala Khan, get her origin story out of the way. So it all made sense when that movie comes out. Right. I feel like the most underserved for that is going to be Monica. Yeah. Like, they, there's going to be some homework that got to get done on that side because she just kind of got blasted out of the out of the Westview and then just came back into Westview, stopped some bullets, and that was about it we got for that character. So I wonder how she factors into all this when all when everything gets uh, said and done. We um, so we go from Miss Marvel. Are we in July? We did Door Love and Thunder. Let's go over. So this is also something that I don't believe you've seen, but we covered it a couple weeks ago. August 5th, The Sandman dropped. I have not watched it. Everyone go watch Sandman. <laughs> you've been telling me for, for like a month. Uh, I I think Omar just finished it. A friend of a mutual friend of ours just finished it not too long ago. Um, it, I, I fully believe it's not for everybody, but in the same sense that I was talking about with Moon Knight, like I'm at a point now where I want to watch things and not be able to predict where it's going, not have the, the, um, the calculations, the same calculations that are always there for these, for this kind of stuff. Whenever they don't want to be inventive, they just use the same formulas. And after a while, even if it's a good formula, you're just like, uh, like, but something different, which is, that's the weird relationship I have with the Batman, to be honest, is that, I really, really like the Batman as a film. I do think it's one of the best films that came out this year, but I'm not impressed by it because to me, it's not hard to make a good Batman film. It's not. So that that's where I'm at with this. Is like, so for me to watch Sandman and be like, oh, I want to read that now. I want, I want to know more of this world. That's, um, to me, that's a sign of something good. That where you get a yeah. bite and you oh, 100%. want more. If it makes you want to go to the source material, it did its job. Yeah, yeah. So go out, uh, the Sandman. Uh, David Thewlis is in it. Gwendolyn Christie's in it. Um, 
more people that I should probably be remembering <laughs> right now. Uh, there are but, more than two characters in this show. Yes, it is. Boyd Holbrook, uh, Charles Dance. I always want to say Charles Dance. <laughs> Charles, <laughs> Charles Dance. Uh, did you see the I Am Groot shorts? I did. Uh, they were. In, I mean, yeah, they were. They were little wholesome little clips. I enjoyed it. Um, it was nice to just get. It was nice to get a little something from Guardians because we don't have much. We no. just have the movies, their appearances in uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Um, but the Groot shorts, they were they were little wholesome clips and you know mm-hmm. enjoyable. You could watch them in a half an hour, and you're on your way. I don't know if this is the best way to say this, but I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy has the best quality assurance. <laughs> yeah, like because it has. Well, its who own doesn't tone. like Baby Groot? It everyone does, but like everything that they do feels like them. If that makes sense, it never feels like oh someone went to the side and did something and tried to James Gun it. It all yeah. feels lived in. Um, and maybe that's because of how three-dimensional James Gunn was able to make those characters where people would know what the, these characters would do in other situations. Well, there, there is a comment uh, that says uh, they watched a couple of the group shorts. They were cute, but unnecessary. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, with television, one could argue everything's unnecessary. <laughs> but um, I think we're in a mode right now where everything kind of gets separated into must watch or don't have to uh, because of this conveyor belt system that's been created with the MCU. If you thought it was necessary viewing for the grand scheme of things, I could see you'd be disappointed. If you thought that at the end, you'd get some sort of semblance of what's going to go on in the future, I can totally see you being disappointed. Um, And I think in many ways, like I remember when I went and saw Guardians 2, I remember looking for the soul stone <laughs> right it was the yeah. movie before infinity war and up until that point all the other stones had been found so i'm like where's the soul stone where's the soul stone big ravager's funeral at the end i'm like but where no, the hell no. is the soul stone and it wasn't until the second time i saw it i was like this is a really good movie <laughs> yeah because it was a mo- they made it to have nothing to do with the search for the stones they made it for what it was supposed to be yeah. It did not have any ulterior motives. It was to continue the Guardian story and just the Guardian story. Yeah. And so in that same vein, I think uh, if you're a person who likes Groot, if you have a young children who like Groot, I think that this is enjoyable, but definitely not, you know. Um, it is not necessary in the grand scheme of things, but if you want to keep following the story of things, because we didn't get much baby Groot. We got, we got baby Groot in Guardians 2, and that was it. So we yeah. got a little more baby group because he's cute and fucking adorable. And you know, it is what it is. Just be happy with the adorableness. That's all it was. It was wholesome. It was adorable. I would and I would go to venture if you're listening to this, watching this, you've never seen any of them. Uh give a couple a shot. But if you decide you're not gonna watch any of them, I would watch the last one. I would watch the one like it's I think it's called Magnum Opus or something, where he's doing an arts and crafts thing for yeah. Rocket. That was I think that was <laughs> I th- I think that that kind of sums up in a nutshell, what Guardians and Groot and all that that kind of flavor stuff. Wow. Not even on this list. I was just saying James Gunn. I was just saying that flow. Bro. And I Peacemaker. brought it up the show. Peacemaker. Peacemaker was excellent. From the opening so to the good. very end. 
so good surprisingly good i'm somebody who is a huge wrestling fan and i didn't even give john cena that much credit peacemaker is about four to five times better than black adam <laughs> but i said i want to do the five knuckle shuffle <laughs> i know you did. i know you did you know i'm always here uh, doing the five knuckle shuffle on the cat <laughs> When you watch the first episode of Peacemaker, we it picks up right after the Suicide Squad. He's in the hospital bed. He gets up. He's leaving. How did you feel about the intro video and song when it first hit? Like, what did you think you were getting into when you saw that? I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. But uh, friends of mine know one thing that I love above anything else, literally almost anything else, is commitment to the bit. I love commitment to the bit. If you're going to do something ridiculous, just stick to it. Stick to it, and I'm All with you the to way. the end of the day. Don't get punk. Don't get don't get scared. Oh, they may not get it. No, just just do it. And they committed to that dance um, number. And I, I hear it was choreographed by Alan Tudyk, of all people. <laughs> so that makes it even it was funnier to me. So good. So good. And they got the whole casting on it. They got the, oh, the next door even neighbor. Even Robert Patrick with his old crusty ass. Eagles in, in the end of, ending of it. Um, Vigilante is one of my favorite characters of 2022. <laughs> I freaking love it. So fucking funny. I love it. I will, so I will say this. Robert Patrick, one of the best actors I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah. He played a really suspiciously good racist. <laughs> <laughs> he probably knew some from back in his day. He probably knew some stern, uh, ethnocentric <laughs> fellows back in his day. I love, like, if you like, if you're gonna watch Peacemaker, watch it for Vigilante going to go kill his father in prison. <laughs> like, that's one of the best scenes. That was totally unnecessary. Like the whole show just. All of it was just over the top, absolutely ridiculous. John Cena is just trying to to just do his thing, and it's just all kinds of bullshit gets in his way, and it's so fucking hilarious to see how it all unfolds. And a lot of it, and James Gunn is known for this, a lot of it is kind of juvenile humor, but that bastard knows how to hide wholesomeness underneath that humor. For instance, um, without spoiling too much, there is a, a, a co-worker that Peacemaker works with that he tells the same joke to every time he sees him. He makes fun of his physical appearance. And at one point, that person has to explain why, in an interrogation, why he looks the way he does. And it's like a tear-jerking moment. Like he's, yeah, And I'm sitting there going, the what did they do? I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What did they just do here? Now I'm getting emotional. Um, There's a scene where there's an incredibly traumatic... Uh, childhood memory coming to John Cena, and they ended the episode on that. And it was no, like, they started it on that. Oh, that's right, they started. That's what it, it was. He's having. You know how awkward it was moment. to watch the show intro after that scene. Like, oh yeah, he's 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 going over this traumatic event in his childhood, and um, he's looking in the mirror, and he's literally like, you can see him. He's ravaged by this, and then the do you really want to taste it? Start. I'm just sitting there. I'm just like. Oh, I dude, went, you just gave us I went, trauma. I went, wow, that's weird. That I don't those are two <laughs> different sides. That's weird. And James Gunn made a point to say, I oh no, I did that on purpose. That's like I exactly want to put it there. That's son of a bitch. People feel awkward. And he 
absolutely he absolutely did it did it absolutely killed it they kill a gorilla with a chainsaw it's a whole thing people oh go 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 watch judo master was fantastic by the way judo master i'm thinking of i'm thinking of bleeding out vigilante there's never a time no time to rock and he's trying to play the rock <laughs> like yes this is the time not to rock all that stuff so so good oh man i forgot about Pete. look how happy peacemaker made us look how angry black adam made us oh my god Peacemaker made, made us golly those are that's a dichotomy of dc right now bro that's that's what's going you on you either here. love it or you fucking hate it oh the same thing god. with sony you either love it or hate it speaking of loving or hating possibly the thing that gave got us the most traffic this year she hawk attorney at law at, on August 18th, that dropped. Man, man, pitchforks, People torches. People were fucking mad, bro. Super, and it never stopped. It just got madder and madder and angrier and angrier. I really like She-Hulk. I really like Tatiana Mislani uh, in the role. I think she's she's adorable. Um, She-Hulk, oh, she's cute as a button, dude. Yeah, yeah. She-Hulk, I it was enjoyable for me. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. I, and it's something I can go back and rewatch and be happy that I rewatched it. Um, there were quite a few filler episodes. The Titania of it all was just fucking, I didn't understand. Yeah, that felt like it went nowhere. But the abomination of it all. Really, loved really it. Tim Roth is back. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Um, the, the the finale the way they did that and just said no we're not doing this and she went yeah. in and did a rewrite herself and then kevin feige as this robot and they even put the baseball hat on him it was fantastic yeah you're not being that but you know what i i love the most and i ship it all the way matt murdoch and jennifer and uh oh fuck what's her yeah name? you're right jen walters jen walters, jen walters. yeah yeah you know, i daredevil man i ship it all the way you know, when we had um, Charlie Cox as Daredevil in the Netflix series, he was quite tortured. Um, it, it was a darker, grittier, more bloody uh, show. And so he was definitely fitting in that tone. And people wondered how the change in tone, being in this, this is like a, a legal comedy, how he would fit. And I thought he fit perfectly, which just shows how many avenues that both the actor and the character can go. But on top of that, he starts spinning his game at that bar and I want to go home with him. You I'm know like, what I'm where's your car? Wait, do you drive? You're blind. I'm not. I don't understand. Like, is that rude to ask? Hey, he, was doing, he was doing the walk of shame. And it, of was it. Just, it was awesome. What, wait, 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 we didn't call it the walk of shame. What do we call it? Stride of pride, uh, baby. Stride of pride. Dude, <laughs> stride I, I ain't pride. mad at him. I'd have done the same damn thing. Like I said, he's walking down with his boots in his hands. He's got, his whole, lady walks, he's got his whole daredevil suit on, and he's just got his boots in his hand. Some lady walks by him, and the blind man says, Good morning. And not what the heck is going on. Love it. I love Ribbit and Rip It. I love the frog, the frog, the frog dude. Uh, really, so really unnecessary. Mr. Immortal killing himself so he don't have to be with his oh girlfriends or his wives. I, I, I ain't mad at him either. I've been divorced. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if that's all it took. And and I, I know what sits at a very high pedestal in your eyes when it comes to this show it's got to be the madison and wongers bro it's got to be <laughs> madison was probably she she <laughs> if, if daredevil wasn't in the show madison was my favorite part of the show she i need a show of madison and wong just them doing their thing 
because you know Wong is he he's he's loving it. Yeah. He is so happy. And they're they're all cuddled up on the couch at one point, and it's just ah, oh, I loved yeah. it. <laughs> Surprise! I need, it. I need more Madison and Wong. Yeah, he he took Wong, Abomination Wong out of game. prison, right? Wong got game. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, he, he at the end he uh, pulled Abomination out of prison. And as we saw in Multiverse of Madness, he is the Sorcerer Supreme. We saw that also in No Way Home. Yeah, so No he, Way Home is where we first found out because Doctor Strange was blipped. Um, what a, oh, bro, they Ralph Bonered us with Johnny Donnie Blaze. <laughs> oh God, they did it again, sons of bitches. Donnie Blaze, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Watch um, his brother be Johnny Blaze, and just he's like just yeah, he's he's my stepbrother. Yeah, <laughs> I got into the whole daredevil thing of it all, and he's doing he's doing that. Yeah, um, I loved the nineteen seventies parody opener. So good, really, really good stuff. Um, that was fantastic. It had a it had a level of cleverness and a level of um, I don't want to say like Deadpool-y. I like I loved when she was like, "Oh, is there gonna be like, an, am I gonna fight another version of me but red?" Or whatever, like all that guy. Right, little like, Easter eggs. So funny. So funny. So I'm looking forward to more of that. I know it did not make a lot of people happy. Like I said, we got probably got our most traffic just talking about it because people could not once she twerked, it was it was over. It was over for mankind, seemingly. Apparently, you know? I, I didn't care. I mean that was that, who cares? No, and congratulations, Meg, for winning that court case because you did get shot. <laughs> so <laughs> it all comes full circle, man. You know, it all comes full circle. Should have got General Madison, Walters on the, on the but case. it's not spelled how you think. It's not where you think. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. I love her so much. The last two things I have here are Marvel special presentations. With the first the last being, two things you have, yeah. Uh, as far as comic book things. stuff. There's three. What did I miss? Is it DC? Is it Marvel? It's Marvel. Oh, no, I have. Yes, you're right. There, I okay. All right. All right. I was making sure. Let's keep on your toes, man. Like, yeah, I'm let's... a firm believer in never never let people know your next move, but damn, homie. <laughs> you're 100% right. Um, imagine how I would have ended it without that. So Ooh. let's let's talk some Werewolf by Night, October 7th. Fantastic. Loved really, really. it. Really, really liked it. Really, really liked I'm Trump excited thing. to see Elsa Bloodstone. Yes, she's a cutie. I want some more uh, man thing. Man yes. thing is hilarious. Or Ted. Yep. Ted. Ted. Yeah, <laughs> Ted. And I love that they got the original actor. They're putting the um the score on vinyl. Are they? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because you know it had kind of that that old timey horror uh, kind of themes and stuff like that. So that it looks like a clear vinyl that's blood okay. splattered. That's blood splattered. So it has Ooh. a bunch of red all through it. I think it looks really really that's, cool. That's dope. And considering this was the first special presentation, I was just impressed with the idea overall. I really think and, that. And they treated it like it was a 1930s werewolf film. Yeah, the way they filmed it, the way they did everything. And then at the end, it just comes into color, like yeah. like like Wizard of Oz, and he's like, okay, well, <laughs> this was all in 2022 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what's going on here? But yeah, I will say this: like Homeboy dying and like having that whole thing set up so they opened his coffin. Like he knew that like they were just gonna just defile his corpse like that. Like, ugh, really rough stuff. Really rough stuff. 
Um, but yeah, like, and they're just turning the crank, and he's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, not right. fun. Not fun. That other chick was too down to do all these weird occult yeah. rituals and shit. His, his uh, widow? Yeah, she was no, way no, no, too excited. No thanks, old lady. Yes. No thanks. Um, so, then we have our final film of the year. Black Panther. Uh, well, hold on. Do we want to talk about, which one do we want to end on? The final film or the other presentation? I think the other presentation we should end on. I okay. feel like it's the most wholesome. It's your show. <laughs> um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever dropped November 11th. Um, I've seen it twice in preparation to do a show about it. But since then, I haven't seen it. I know it's a bit long. I know it's, it can be a bit um, so dense good. with uh, its subject matter. But there's so many great moments from it. Like the, it, was, there's, it was so well done. Yeah. Look, they they got put in an impossible situation given the circumstances. They didn't know they had to do a full script rewrite. They yeah. didn't know what they were going to do, and they came out with this, and it was super enjoyable. It was super well done. The acting was way better than the first one. Yeah, uh, the score excellent. The 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 storytelling excellent. Very um, special effects. Oh, much better. The, the whole thing overall was just fantastic. Yep. And they called Kuku him Mbaku <laughs> will always be my favorite of the franchise. The lines in that, bro, like you've done you've gone through way too much to still be considered a child. Right. Dude, how deep is that? Damn. We I have more soldiers in the water than you have blades of grass. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I was like, yo, what are they doing? Dude, Namor had some of the coldest fucking lines I've ever heard in my life. And he wouldn't say it over his shoulder. He'd say it nose to nose to you. <laughs> like he'd walk right, right like, up on you and be he, like, yo. he is he don't give a fuck. I really want to see what happens with that character later on. Like the I, I'm super excited. Fantastic the, four. He should be. I I um I super dug the film. But I think it's integral to see where these characters move on past this grief, uh, where Namor goes and definitely where Shuri goes. Like what what becomes of Wakanda after all this? Because I don't think they had an end, they definitely didn't have an endgame when Tamik was around, right? They could have played in Wakanda all all live long day. So much. And now they've done several things to kind of change the story so that it can fit the current circumstances, but. What does that mean when we do when an Avengers level threat shows up? Isn't it? Can we count on anymore? Or is he like, yo, that's all you land people? Like, you know, I don't even know if land people is a slur either. So just putting that out. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Um, don't want to spoil anything, but I was surprised that somebody else died in that film because it's still about a month. <laughs> For real, dude. Like, why? Why do you yeah. got to do this to us? That felt that felt a bit off. But I hear that it's going up. Uh, for consideration for multiple Academy Awards. Same thing with the Batman. Yeah, but I don't think it's anything... Like, I wish it was going for, like, director or actor or movie. I think it's going for, like, makeup, sound, and... I mean, it's gonna win makeup for freaking... Yeah, it's gonna win makeup for (laughs) fucking Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell alone uh, is gonna be that. But, you... I, I, I will be surprised at the I, I was surprised at the cameo, even though we had heard rumors of it and we all wanted to see him back. Yeah, I was surprised yeah. at the cameo in the uh, ancestral plane scene. Yes, that was it, it was so well done and it was perfect. It, it was it made sense. 
it was so weird to root for a hero i knew who was flawed like i i i know the only reason why you're doing this is out of pain that that's like that's majority of this so like i want you to to exercise that pain out of you but what's it gonna take <laughs> like where 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 where's the line for me you know like who like how many people have to die for your cause for you to feel all right and and does it stop here in this film right. does it continue does she become radicalized moving forward all of that stuff i think is incredibly interesting um in the midst of all that you know we had lost so many juggernauts george perez um D jason david frank kevin conroy a bunch of other people I always hate doing this because i always feel like i'm gonna miss somebody but you know dealing with all of that betty dealing white. with yeah betty white dealing with the um dealing with inflation dealing with covid back with a vengeance long covid dealing with all the stuff to have to do with this year um I felt relentless until I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And for oh. 40 minutes, I was in my happy place. And a place I didn't know existed. A place I didn't know James Gunn built for me <laughs> to go to whenever whenever I needed it. Talk to the folks a bit about Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special. It was the most wholesome thing I've ever seen from Marvel. It was filled with a little bit of action, comedy, uh, drama. Um, you know, you had a little couple moments where you were like, uh-oh, that's not good. But mm -hmm. then it turned out to all be just so great. Um, new parts of the storyline for the Guardians came out um, without spoiling any anything. They made a big purchase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um we get some revelations in this and I will spoil this part. We get Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was just, it was so good. And it came at the right time, right on the heels of black Panther two, which was very, very emotionally devastating. Mm -hmm. um, it was like, we had to relive it all over again with, with the passing of Chadwick. Um, but we, we got, to end the year on a wholesome note and a happy note with the guardians holiday special. And it was yeah. very well done. It was very well received from what I've heard. I had no issues with it whatsoever. It did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. You had uh, mantis take front front and center of, of mm -hmm. the whole thing. The things kind of focused around her incredible actress. Um, she's one of James Gunn's favorites. I think she cameoed in the suicide squad, but um yeah, just watching her go through the motions of what she's trying to accomplish. And overall, I was talking to a sibling uh, during Christmas. We were talking about it because we had seen it separately. And we both basically came to the same thing. Like that moment where um, things are unveiled for Peter is such a silent but beautiful moment. Like no character says anything. But you just go and it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it gets bigger and your heart grows three sizes bigger and the looks on his face and everyone around it, it's really hard to fake it, it just felt so damn genuine and when you partner that up with the fact that these guys have been doing this together since 2014 that's when that film came out so prior to that right um close to 10 years now guardians will yeah close to 10 years um they are family so getting some time to sit with our family, our little mini family, because there's no more Avengers. You're gone, you know? So like, we'll be back, a new Avengers. 
they're gonna say the same thing about the guardians though bro and it's gonna be like oh where's my guardians <laughs> you know yeah so, yeah so um that's super duper interesting but yeah i really really liked it and i thought i was at a point where this stuff wouldn't affect me like i thought i was at a point where i'm like okay i get the cutesy oh and then they learned their lesson at the end of it like i've seen enough christmas stuff i've seen whatever um but there was something about the way that they were able to stick the landing with the gravity of the situation um to the point that it even had me thinking past what it said like i'm thinking now back at like okay well when was the last time peter quill experienced christmas when was the last time peter quill had a family member around you know when was the last time he had both a sibling and a family i mean a family member around and christmas you know and and watching that almost all come over his face as he realizes what's going on absolutely brilliant and then it's hilarious it's just downright hilarious um over the top yes but it was it was it was executed very well wait to the gobots people when you get to the gobots <laughs> you will you will realize uh you realize what it what it is but um yeah that's it for my list here um other notable things spider-man hit 60 years this year the character of spider-man was created 60 years ago this year so we covered a bunch of spider-man comics and spider-man films around that time um i was able to finish immortal hulk which is a tremendous run on the hulk one of the gnarliest and hard it's like a horror uh, uh book having to do with the hulk go ahead and check that out um we dealt with a lot of bullshit from ezra miller <laughs> we dealt with <laughs> this year it was a dumpster uh fire for that the amber heard stuff was a dumpster fire as well some more DC dumpster fires on that end. Um, they didn't no, even I'm do. Just, I'm just throwing this out there. We were supposed to get Aquaman too, but that didn't fucking happen. Not this year, no. And they didn't even do DC fandom this year. That's how jacked up. Ain't mad was. at him. I wouldn't fucking do it either with the way this shit is. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous when it came to all that stuff. Um, but yeah, all in all, I think we did pretty good this year. Uh, Morbius did suck, but it happened earlier in the year. So yeah, it kicked off the year just right. <laughs> literally fuck you um, sony literally like three weeks after the batman like the batman comes out it's all anyone's ever talking about and then fucking morbius comes out people are like what it's morbid time why that it's morbid time is probably the greatest thing the greatest thing that morbius ever did was spawn the memes of morbid time which then made jared that'll cause the re-release <laughs> It caused the re-release that. that nobody went to see. They lost more money. <laughs> like y'all they memed him and they memed him and tricked him into, into spending. This is more the money. second time we've bullied a studio into fixing a movie or doing something with a movie because we did Damn this right. with Sonic. Yeah. And they fixed the character. And then we did it with Morbius and they fucking failed miserably. <laughs> one more time, baby. One more at bat. We gotta save it for something good though. Let's keep the rock out of Marvel. Let's do that. Let's keep Dwayne Johnson. Speaking of keeping DC out of Marvel, let's not keep Henry Cavill out of Marvel. Let's bring no, him no, in no. As, as Captain Britain or Union Jack. I'm saying it now. Union Jack is my pick. 100%. People are also saying Sentry because he's basically Superman, but I don't think that character lasts very long. So I like him. Not. I would like, I would like Especially Henry. Especially with what I read coming out for Thunderbolts. Apparently, he's supposed to start with the Thunderbolts and then he's being hunted by them. So let's that. not yeah. make him Sentry. Let's give him a character that's going to be around for a while. I can dig on that. We don't have and any Netflix, British characters. Let's get right him now. back in The Witcher. Fuck that. Fuck the great value Hemsworth guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I think it's going to be no one of those offense, things. But you are not the top Hemsworth actor. <laughs> You're not. He's like, you not, know he's the it best actor be in your true. home. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of Henry Cavill news this year. In and out, in and out. Not doing anything, apparently. That's how the year ended with him, him saying he's not doing anything. <laughs> so there's that. Um, next year, we have a bunch of stuff to uh, get into and go over. Um, kind of we'll be predicting a bit of what, what we can glean from uh, trailers and from release dates for next year. But I think, like I said again, I think we did pretty damn good this year. Um, it was definitely a blast laughing about some of this stuff with you as we covered it as it went on. Um, we'd so like these- to come back at the start of next year so we could talk about our anticipations for for the, the upcoming year. So yeah. I can see at the end of the year how fucking wrong I was again. Yeah, I think sometime this week I'm going to listen to our uh, episode last year and see where my head was at because holy hell, I could have not anticipated half of the stuff that came the way that it came this year. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, But yeah, besides all the fun I had with you, I had fun with all you listeners uh, this year. So many episodes of the Major Issues Podcast. We took our first hiatus this year, took a full month off to try to re... um, we took a vacation. Yeah, bro. We took a full month off of the podcast to recalibrate, mostly because I was moving. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it gave me enough time to rest, uh, reconfigure our social media team. Um, we almost doubled our numbers this year. We got some big things in the uh, down the pipe, getting ready for 2023. Some things we're going to be experimenting with when it comes to video and more articles and all that kind of stuff. But you guys keep telling us the stuff that you dig and we'll keep trying to produce it free of charge uh, each and every week because we do this podcast uh, free of charge each and every week. We drop it every single Wednesday and every single episode of this podcast is available at comicbookclick.com, which is the one stop for all things comic book click. You can also hit the shop CBC link to purchase merchandise made exclusively by us. We get a kickback for uh, that money uh, and helps keeps the lights on over here. If you would like to donate more than your fair share. Consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse, where for as little as $3 a month, 10 cents a day, you can help us afford the hardware and the software that we need to go into the future. Um, we're all over social media. We want you guys to join in on the conversation next year. We really like the conversations we've been having lately. I've been throwing a bunch of grenades in the uh, on the Facebook. <laughs> I asked people the other day... Um, you know, because both universes are seemingly dead. Which universe do they think is better? The X-Men film universe or the DC EU? Uh, we got some spirit we got some spirited arguments over X-Men there. X-Men film universe hands down because I can at least go back and rewatch those and not be angry. I don't know, man. Origins is, is a lot. <laughs> or, okay, Origins fair is, enough, but Origins is a fair lot. enough, but <laughs> yes. Wonder Woman eighty four is all I'm gonna say. That is also a lot. <laughs> uh, I made people the other day say something good about Green Lantern. We got a good bunch of good uh, engagements on that. That was pretty. That was pretty good. What um, good is there to say about Green Lantern? The movie? To, yeah, yeah. Go to Facebook.com/slash/comicbookclick and see some of those answers. Most recently, I put up uh, my favorite series of panels from a comic in which Iron Man tries to put Thor in line. And he sees what happens when a he man fucked around and found out. <laughs> yeah, he did. He definitely fucked around and found out. So go ahead and make sure you're all over us on social media. Facebook.com slash comic book click. Instagram at comic book click. Or you can use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. 
We're available the Major Issues Podcast wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast, Abbott, the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcasts, TuneFind, Spotify, uh, and more. Easiest thing to do, Google Major Issues Podcast. We will always be the first ones to come right up because I got Google by the balls. No, I don't I don't know why. I think it's just because I search it a lot. <laughs> so now it's become <laughs> now you it's become it 20 times a day. So that's it, man. Beat the algorithm. That's what we're trying to do. Beat the algorithm. Google the major issues podcast and find us wherever you listen to your podcast. Because we will be there. Um, I already did all of our social media stuff. Uh, plugs, plugs, plugs. I think I'm about good on plugs. You want to plug some stuff? Sure. Uh, head on over on Facebook to the Department of Nerds podcast where you will find George and I talking once a week with two of our other comrades, Dalton and Omar. Yep, yep. Uh, facebook.com slash Department of Nerds podcast. I think that's the link. I don't know. Just go in your search bar and type in Department of Nerds podcast. You'll find us. It looks like a Doctor Strange logo. That is the only place you will find that podcast. But, but wait, there's more. (laughs) You can find me and pretty much most of the fucking time, George, on the Fuck Around and Find Out podcast, where you can listen to, you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, If you have any trouble finding those links, search Podbean for the FAFO podcast, search iTunes for the FAFO podcast, search Spotify for the FAFO podcast. Look for the purple logo, because apparently I'm not the only one who thought about a fuck around and find out podcast. Or you can go to Linktree and search FAFO podcast. You can find my lawyers on this. (laughs) Please do, because I don't have any lawyers because we. (laughs) Where's Jenna Walters at? (laughs) You know what? Hey, she hope. Hey, yo. Hey, oh, hey. Rotolada here. World's greatest (laughs) detective. (laughs) So. Go to Linktree, search FAFO podcast. You will find us there. I will send George the link to that so he can put it somewhere if he wants to. Yes, he yes, I will. I will. It, it will it. be in the it will be in the show notes for this show. And if you are listening to this on Wednesday, the, the day that this episode drops, go to Facebook.com slash Department of the Nurse Podcast. That link will be in here. We will be live discussing Glass Onion, a knives yes. out mystery. So, so good. So good, so good. So if, if you got time before our show, which will be at 7-ish Eastern, watch the movie, come join us in the discussion. Be a great time. That's it, baby. That's it. And we're we're crossing go streams holes that we didn't know existed. Yes, that's all we do. <laughs> we're crossing <laughs> streams. We're making uh, it's like Russian roulette, but your your head's always safe. You don't gotta worry, you ain't gotta worry about it. you ain't gotta worry about it. It's all candy bullets. But George, this is your last episode. I want to give a little heartfelt thank you. For having uh-huh. me on as part of your show multiple times throughout the year, multiple times last year, you have been one of my closest friends. You have been one of my my favorite guests to have on any podcast I do. I want to thank you for another great year of audio debauchery. Oh, thank you, thank you, and yeah, man, we've t- we've talked about everything under the sun, and the the best part about it, we're not even nowhere close to being done. I know that we have so much more debauchery. <laughs> So much more rabbit holes and so much more tangents to go on. So make sure we haven't even scratched the surface. Yes. So make sure that you get on the bandwagon before the bandwagon gets full. Subscribe to the Major Issues podcast. Subscribe to the Department of the Nerds. Subscribe to the FAFO podcast. Because I've been to the future where we do become the latest and greatest.
greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media and to podcasting in general. But I can't tell you how we do it. I'll mess up the timeline. And next thing you know, Dwayne Johnson's playing Captain America. And nobody wants that. So... God, why? That's what I'm saying, bro. I can't tell people how we do it. So make sure that you are here next week for the first episode of 2023. And again, thank you guys all so much for being a part of this journey. Uh, but my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I am Dave, a.k.a. The Ball Pit. And this has been our best and worst of 2022. And remember, whether or not you pray to a moon god or dress like a bat, whether you're a lawyer by day or a werewolf by night, make sure that you're always paying attention to the Major Issues Podcast. Remember that you are part of the clique. And always remember that you, yes, you are worthy. <laughs>